Blog Talk Radio. start a Wednesday and a great way to kick off a holiday weekend. I know a lot of people are taking off tomorrow and then heading out for the weekend. 
Welcome to a special edition of um, the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. I just had to make sure that my my mic wasn't muted. Um, anyway, what I wanted to say was the chat room is open if you'd like to go in. That was Sarah Clayton, our guest today. Um, that's just a beautiful song, and of course, it's obviously called Tequila. And we've got some really great. We've got, I've got another really great tune that we're going to be playing, and. I'm going to be bringing her on as well as my co-host in New York, Spencer Drake. And again, this is Holly Stuffy on the Red Velvet Media Network with um, the special edition of the Indie Cafe. If you'd like to listen to this show afterwards, it will be available on iTunes. And also, there is a chat room that is open. And if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. And with that, I am going to bring Sarah into the room and also bring my co-host, Spencer Drake. And uh, let's get Spencer and then Sarah. Hey, guys, welcome hey. to the show. Sorry, hey. my Hello. voice is a little, little rough today. Welcome, welcome. That's a beautiful <laughs> song, Sarah, really. And Thank you so much. People, really is and uh um you know it's really funny because Spence told me about you and I um I'm going to ask him in a few moments how he met you but he said you were a singer um cellist songwriter and I was like wow you know and <laughs> your voice is just amazing and it like it's very mellow it invokes a lot of really beautiful thoughts and um that's a really cool song and i love the lyrics and uh um also the song the other song we're going to play hot to touch and uh you've got some other songs i got on your cd which are pretty amazing so um let's first talk let's get out your website real quick for everyone that's listening sarah s a r a h Clayton, C-L-A-N-T-O-N, and then um, you're on Facebook, and then um, I believe you're on Twitter, and also you want to give your website out, which is sarahclayton.com, correct? Yep, you can get to all my social medias from there. I'm a really big Instagrammer, so, um, and I'm just Sarah Chillu on the Instagram, and, and thank you for all the kind words. It's really, really lovely to hear. I'm glad you in- enjoyed oh, the tune. no, it's really, really <laughs> pretty. So, so Spencer... Spencer's, uh, yeah. first of all, Sarah's in, Sarah, are you in Nashville today? I sure am. You are. You're in Nashville. And and um, yep. Spence can talk a little bit more about uh, the new um, uh, site that they have just built that Sarah was part of the interview process on this really cool music series that we're going to be doing in Nashville. So, uh, Spence, why don't you fill us in on that and tell us a little bit yeah, how uh, you met sure. Sarah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lee Stewart and myself are uh, mm-hmm. Lee's really found, founder of Love Look Listen uh, interviews with a lot of Nashville artists or musicians going through Nashville and uh, mm-hmm. I'm sort of like a creative producer I bring in some artists which I have already and uh, we're going to continue on with this tied in with the Southeastern International Film Festival eventually which will be in the fall in Nashville and uh, Brian Ashley Jones is the Q&A guy uh, mm-hmm. On the series, who's really good, who we had, on, of course, we had on our show. So, but um, it's uh, it, it's an incredible series, and we're going to uh, keep it going because we have a long list of more musicians we want to interview. But I met Sarah. I want to also mention how I met Sarah. I met Sarah at uh, Rockwood. I happened to go down there. Oh, nice. And, 
This is a happening thing. I don't know how this started. I think I just was going down there, and I saw her play, and I said, just like you said, Holly, a cellist playing uh-huh. a, a woman cellist, musician, which is very unusual to start off with. And then she was singing, and I, I kind of attracted me to her music, and then uh-huh. immediately we started talking, and I end, uh, Judith and I ended up uh, doing an album for her uh, CD, which I thought was really good packaging, and Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love is, it. Getting, uh, yeah, and now look at her. I mean, we, uh, Judith and I are really good at <laughs> We always work with new artists, and they, they eventually become something. So already she's starting. I can see already. You got a song <laughs> with the one of some award with the uh, Nashville, uh, new, uh, Nashville Association International Top mm-hmm. 40 songs. And yeah, it's great. It was and with tequila. A new album. And you're doing a new album, right? I am. I'm uh, actually in the studio right now. Uh, working on some demos, and I'm I'm really kind of digging deep and working on the craft and meeting a lot of amazing songwriters, and I am working with Torque Entertainment, and together we are going to be uh, releasing a record in the probably summer of next year. We're really kind of just trying to take our time and hone in on the right songs, and it's a really exciting nice. time right now, and, and it was really right. cool mm-hmm. to a little bit about tequila, um, I wrote, I co-wrote Tequila with Richard Lee and a friend of mine, Tom Betancourt, and actually both both guys are really great friends of mine now, and it's it's just lovely to have them in my life. But um, we we wrote that, and we I released an EP last year with it on there, and the NSAI, the Nashville Songwriter Association International, uh, chose it. Yeah. No idea it was even under consideration, and I got an email saying, mm-hmm. hey. Uh, we're going to put you in our top 40 for this quarter. And I was just, Crazy. I was in an elevator. <laughs> I was in an elevator in Kansas City when I got the email. So it was oh, awesome. how cool. Like yeah. you were shoe shopping the other day when I called you. <laughs> <laughs> shoe shopping for a wedding. You're the maid of honor in. That's so awesome. Wow. So you, so you wear, that's so awesome. That was so cute. I said, fun. where are you? I'm shoe shopping. I go, oh, nice. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, yeah. It was great. I found like I'm, this great pair of like three and a half inch gold sparkly shoes for like twenty two dollars. Oh. I was like, I'm winning today. <laughs> oh, hey, no, listen, that's I want to awesome. bring up. I want to bring up a question. Um, uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. where did you, uh, your family and your upbringing, wh- wh- getting into music? Where did it all start with you, with music and you know what I mean in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, to take it way back. Um, my mom was an opera singer and a music teacher, and my oh, nice. dad is uh, <laughs> my dad on the other side is a nuclear engineer, um, and he's actually wow. recently retired. But <laughs> I was born in <laughs> I was born in Maryland, and we lived there till I was nine. And we moved out to Colorado, and I was there for a little while, and then we moved to Georgia, and I went to school. Um, I went to Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina, where I ended up being for twelve years, and I moved uh, from there to here. But I actually picked up the cello in Colorado. I was nine years old, and I always loved um, the sound of the orchestra tuning from going to all these productions that my mom would take us to because she was, you know, she is a musician, and so she always the music wanted to teacher. take us to music. Yeah. Yeah, and um, we decided never to, (laughs) we decided never to, uh, she decided not to give me lessons because, you know, you know how mother-daughters can be when you're younger, and I thought that was pretty Mm -hmm. smart, but, so, um, I remember in fifth grade, they put all of us in, uh, the gym, and they let us, 
do sort of a petting zoo type thing with instruments and let us try out different things. And I remember maybe I'd, I want to play French horn or the flute or something, but I, I couldn't like blow into them. And I was like, nope, I don't, I don't, this is not for me. And I sat down with the cello and I remembered all the orchestra tuning that I had heard. And like, that just really struck a chord in me. And I sat down with the cello and it was literally sort of love at first hold. And I was like, yep, this is it. And I was nine years old and I took my cello out of the back porch and, and took it out of the case. I'm sure it wasn't in tune and I didn't know how to hold the bow. And I just like wailed on the strings. Like it was the best thing ever. And I'm sure the neighbors were like, Oh my God, what is going on? But yeah, so that's where it sort of started. And then I had, we moved to Georgia and I had an incredible orchestra director, Mr. Young Kim. And mm-hmm. he really just instilled a lot of discipline and love for music and things that I, you know, still use today. I, I also teach cello lessons and I do it in person and on Skype nowadays too. But um, oh, I had a awesome. great private, yeah, and I have a great private teacher, Mr. David Panetta. He was just incredible. So I was very mm-hmm. fortunate to have some really influential instructors in my life that fueled my passion for music and not just, um, you know, the, the drills and the scales and the practicing those, there's so much passion for music and the people that showed it to me. And I'm, I just feel very fortunate. And I, I've always known that music was my calling. I'm, I'm very glad to have found the cello and it's really fun to kind of do an out of the box sort of thing with it now. Great. Yeah, no, that's really, what a cool story, Spence. You know, yeah. you know what I wanted to say real quick is um, I want to interject here. Um, if you give cello lessons out on Skype and uh, that, would you want to give that information out for people that may be listening that may want to reach out to you? Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a tab on my website, sarahclanton.com, and it says there's a tab that says learn, and there's a place that you can uh, reach out to me through there to find out more information about that. And, yeah, it's really, really great. I do, I teach, since I do have a classical degree, I do teach a lot of, you know, I figure without the basics, without my classical upbringing, I couldn't do what I do now. Um, but I explore all kinds of different things, and it's really about the individual student and what their goals are. And I like to help yeah. people just love to play. You just can't imagine, Spence knows this, but how many parents listen and, and single, and you know, just single parents and, you know, young adults that want to get into music and, they don't know how, and a lot of times um, with people like yourself that teach and also people that are such an inspiration to others, I mean, obviously you love what you're doing because it shows definitely in your music and plus the fact that you're teaching. That's like a real hands-on thing. You have to really love it. So I do. You know, really isn't do. that funny? You're a music teacher like your mom. Did you ever think that you'd be a music teacher? <laughs> that is so I funny. That. I just thought it's of that. Funny. And, you know, it's, I went to, so even a brief, I'm like, okay, so just we're getting personal here. I'm a Taurus, okay, and I am bullheaded. That's cool. I am very stubborn. <laughs> and, I, and my mom is an Aries, so we got fire and, you know, fire. Oh, and we got me that's yeah. like bullheaded. And so we, we're, we're very close now, but we used to argue a lot when I was a kid. Right? And I remember, I remember <laughs> thinking, like, I don't want to be a music teacher like my mom. And, you know, it's so funny because I ended up going to the same And here you are. <laughs> And oh, that is I do teach. so I, funny. Yeah. And I do remember this moment. I was sitting, I must have been like a sophomore in college, uh-huh. and I was sitting in a cello class. And I love to play with everybody, but I had this epiphany. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to teach in the, I don't want to teach in public schools. And, um, but I was like, well, I still really love sharing it. So 
teaching one-on-one has just been so fulfilling to me because I, I can really just get to where that person is and just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of dig at that instead of having to be in a classroom setting. However, having said that, I have total and utmost, the utmost respect for all teachers who show up every day and just like rock it so hard. I don't know how they do it. They're, they're angels. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So are you guys yeah. ready for the eclipse tomorrow? Now that you mentioned astrological signs, are we all ready for the eclipse? <laughs> I had no idea. I'm so out of touch. <laughs> oh, the eclipse. we're in retrograde as of yesterday, and we're also wow, there's an eclipse, and there's a yep again. Can you believe it? And oh, uh, we were just we getting have, out of uh, it. <laughs> I know, and we have two eclipses. Two eclipses. One on the first of September. Yay, September! And yes. um, and then another one in the middle of the month, right before the um, autumn um, solstice. So there you go kind of a cool it's a very cool time of the year but you know Spence brought up something really interesting what your meant who your mentor was and what you were but I want we want to know both of us probably I know Spence is dying and yeah, yeah. I do too I saw <laughs> Nina Simone and stuff like that what were you listening to and what what was playing in your house and what inspired you as far as music besides the no. orchestra because I got that and I, I can yeah, totally relate absolutely. to that being a ballerina yeah <laughs> I know that. Oh, cool, one. yeah. My, well, see, my dad, it's funny. My dad, although he's an engineer, he was, like, a huge classical fan. So he still to this day has, you know, all his classical records in alphabetical order. And But also we listened to what I really, really remember listening to was um, the oldies station. Anything oldies, you know, like um, anything from Motown to uh, early Beatles at this time and, you know, Bread or the Zombies, anything that, mm-hmm. you know, was on what – quote unquote the oldie station in Colorado. Cool one oh five, you know. Um mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. the station I listened to. And but really, um I also listened to a lot of contemporary Christian music actually growing up with folks from the South and I grew up in a uh, Southern Baptist home and so we listened to a lot of uh Sandy Patty and Amy Grant and actually a little, oh, wow. little story um a little nice. story about Sandy Patty. She is actually, I believe, on her farewell tour right now. But So let's take it back to when I was four years old. This was May 8th, 1988. And my mom was two days away from having my little brother. And we were at a Sandy Patty concert. And Sandy Patty used to have this, um, there was a kid book. And it was, it was a little pink, or excuse me, it was, a, it was a tape. It was a cassette tape. And I had it. It was a little pink cassette tape. And it was called mm-hmm. The Friendship Company. And that's how mm-hmm. I learned how to spell friend. It was like F R I E N D. That is what <laughs> I want to be. You know, and so I, uh, I remember the show. Right, I can still remember that melody, you know. And I, uh, so my uh, parents took me to the show. And during the show, she, I remember it being an arena. I don't know if it was an arena. I was four. Um, but I remember it being a huge venue. And she invited all the kids on stage. And so Aww. my dad took me, and so we got to dance like crazy on the stage. It was so awesome. And I was dancing like Like American Bandstand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember all of this, but I do remember I was headed towards after the song was over, and they were funneling all the kids off stage. I remember 
getting to the edge of the stage and seeing my dad at the bottom of the stairs, and then I felt an arm grab me, and it was Sandy Patty. Sandy Patty pulled me <laughs> nah. and she pulled me, yeah, she pulled me to the front of the stage and said, hi, what's your name? You were the craziest dancer, or something like that. Oh, my and, God. Uh, like, like you, were the, you were the wildest dancer on stage, and I got to say my name. She gave me a T-shirt. I have a Polaroid picture with Sandy Patty from that day, wow. and um, that was the moment that I knew I wanted to be a performer now it took me a lot of combating stage fright as an early uh in my early 20s um and that was a huge hurdle to get over but I remember in that moment being like man this is it this is this is what I want to do so she was a Mm -hmm. big influence on me Amy Grant was too and then as I got older I um I listened to a lot of R&B radio uh and I was I was one of those kids that came home home every day and watched TRL on uh, MTV, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I wasn't re- I wasn't really supposed to be watching it, and so I would like sneak down to the basement and and, and oh, turn yeah. it on when my parents didn't know, and and then uh, I became completely obsessed with Led Zeppelin when I was 18, and I've just really? sort of I've loved all that old rock and roll. It's just I just love it so very much. So it's been very eclectic growing up, um, and because my mom would love just about anything. And we just always had the radio on. So, oh, that yeah, is so sort of funny. <laughs> and you must love that really cool version of "Stairway to Heaven." They do with um, where they have the uh, orchestra playing with them. Um, with oh Led man, there's, there's did you hear great, that one? I I probably have. I used to just like download everything off I could find off a of Napster oh, yeah. and LimeWire. <laughs> And uh, Mm -hmm. I do remember um, there was a great record that the London Symphony did, and it was Mm -hmm. a, it was all, it was just all orchestral Led Zeppelin, Mm -hmm. you know, Cashmere and, and when the Levy Breaks. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Cashmere, that's right. Mm -hmm. It was so good. Yeah. Well, wow. (laughs) Well, I want to know how you ended up in Nashville, and then I want to have Spencer talk a little more, and then I want you to talk a little bit about your interview that you did with the, uh, Series. How did you end up in Nashville? Well, um, a funny story about that, sort of taking it back to my orchestra <laughs> days. I, uh, when I was 17, it was my senior year of high school, my orchestra was selected to come and play a national teachers convention. And we were the only orchestra, high school orchestra invited to come play this event. And I remember I wasn't I didn't really get Nashville yet. I was like, oh, just country music. I don't want to go there. I'm a senior in high school. I want to go to Cancun with my senior friends, you know. And, in, uh-huh. you know, in retrospect, that was a huge honor to be a part of that conference. And um, then I sort of got a taste of it then. But then when I was in college, it was between my junior and senior year, I was looking for an internship. I was a music and communication studies major, and I was looking for an internship that brought both of those together. And my mom said, hey, I went to school with this guy. He has a company called Hummingbird Productions, and there's a jingle company. Why don't you call him up and see if you can do that? I was like, oh, that's a great idea. My mom is full of great ideas. And so she, I called, and Bob Farnsworth was like, yeah, come on down. So the summer of 2005, I um, had my first experience in Nashville, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I got to experience um, session players come in and they like never even heard these songs and could just follow along to these number charts and just crush it, you know, just complete. I was mm-hmm, blown mm-hmm. away. I had no idea growing up in the orchestra. I mean, you heard music on the radio and stuff, but it's like, well, how do you, 
cross that bridge? You know, where, you know, I'm, I'm playing an orchestra at my high school or my college. What am, how am I supposed to do that? So it was my first introduction into the other worlds of music and it completely captured my heart, my imagination and everything. And I considered transferring to Belmont, but I ended up not doing that. And I ended up staying in Greenville, finishing Furman and it took me a good 10 years to get here after that. I, uh, or just about 10 years. I uh, finished up my music degree. I, I worked in Greenville, South Carolina for a while, just doing music. And I was touring. And Greenville was a good home base. I can get to a lot of places from South Carolina, including Nashville. So in 2008, I recorded uh, with another band here. And then in 2011, I started coming more often just to I had a goal of moving here, but I didn't know how to make it happen yet. And then I uh-huh. toured with a band I toured with a band called the David Mayfield Parade for a little while and he was based out of here. And so I started coming to Nashville more. And then I decided I was gonna come to Nashville once a month. And that nice. turned into a weekend a month and then that turned into a week and then that turned into <laughs> two weeks a month. And then finally I decided that I couldn't resist anymore. I was waking up in Greenville, South Carolina, feeling like I needed to be here every day and I was like I just I have to do it so I just packed up all my stuff and I came and I moved here actually two years ago this coming week so oh no way yeah and yeah yeah this is my I'm coming up on my anniversary of living here and it's just been lovely and it's been awesome and um, I'm really just appreciative of all the people in my life all the friends that I've made and the progress that's happening right now and so moving here was definitely the right decision. It took me a little while, but I think I was finally ready. I decided that I needed to move here by the time I was 30, and I moved here about five months after I turned 30. New decade, new town. New life. <laughs> nice. New life. Yes, new life. Yep, exactly. Well, Nashville, Nashville's really happening right now, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot of going on. And I, you know, Spence has told me about it. Tell me a little bit about the uh, – interview that you got involved in that Spencer and um, Lee are doing yeah oh so I remember Spencer and I we after we met at Rockwood we started hanging out on the phone and we Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dexter I will never Dexter the show is like how Spencer and I talked every week because we would catch up on Monday after Dexter was on and we would just just go on and (laughs) on oh funny that was so so funny that's how we bonded but Um, But through one of those phone calls talking about our favorite TV show, um, uh, Spencer started to mention this festival that he was putting together and uh, mentioned Lee to me. And then I don't know, it's just, you know, how the universe is. It's kind of crazy sometimes. I got a phone call from my good friend Brian Ashley Jones, who is another South Carolina guy. And we had met, you know. Yeah, we just had him on Friday. He was just on Friday last Friday. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. we met maybe four years ago or so. We were actually on nice tour in guy. Colorado or something, and super mm-hmm. great guy. And he called me and said, hey, we had somebody drop out for this interview thing, and I thought of you. Are you available? And I said, absolutely. Right. And I came over, and I'm sitting there, and, and and I didn't even, like, put together the name of the festival or the, um, you know, I didn't put together those dots. But uh, Brian was interviewing me, and, like, Lee said her name, Lee Stewart, Lee Stewart, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, and like during the interview, I was like, oh my god, I know, I was like, this this woman knows Spencer Great, and so <laughs> after the interview, we, we connected all those dots and just had a, a good laugh about, you know, how tiny this world is. 
It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Totally. That's so yeah. awesome. So, um, Spence, uh, real quick again, I want to say we have Sarah Clayton on. This is a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. And if you missed the beginning, it is available afterwards on iTunes and the chat room is open. If you want to call in, we're on for about another half an hour of 347-677-1036. But getting back to that, uh, Spencer, um, tell us a little bit more about this film series and um, how how it's going to, um, you know, all place within the film part of it. Well, I think what's going to go on is it coincide, and I think it's going to go. We're going to go beyond the film festival, uh, and it's going to be on a website, you know, that goes worldwide, mm-hmm. so that it takes on that big picture. And um, and I think what's exciting is the fact that just bring on new musicians or visionary. We mm-hmm. had, a, you know, a member of Jack White's band interviewed uh, Kaplan, mm-hmm. Fat Kaplan, and other people, and like Sarah and. Uh, I'm, I'm actually and Brian. Ruth and I are uh, designing a vinyl for Bri- Brian, Brianna Cad- Kidwell, another great artist from Nashville, and she'll probably be a dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be all these people in the Nashville area, uh, musicians, which is, as Sarah knows, a home run there. Uh, just amazing musicians down there. And then, like I said, uh, musicians who passed through. We had um, Adam Falcon, who's on our show. He was he was a mm-hmm. Played through, uh, you know, he had this gig holly in Nashville, so he was on. And then, you know, we plan to just to expand that, I think, to a bigger picture. But it's going through the festival, and it'll probably be simultaneous going on. I don't know I have to talk to Lee further what the interaction is with the festival. I'm sure there'll be something with probably an interview on that weekend that uh, mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, that she has to talk to me about that. But you know, this thing is going to go on, I picture, so it's going to be a great thing for music and exposing new musicians or musicians that are getting up in the world like Sarah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, and this is really exciting because Sarah's so cool. And, um, you know, as you're talking about this, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you're doing? Spent. Me? Oh, oh, yeah, me. of course, you, yeah, you. you. I forgot about myself. I think you left My the room. My co-host. But I'm already kidding. But, uh, you know, Judith and I were just inducted and in, uh, very honored to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame permanent collection. Uh, my Ramones yeah, album is going to be shown at the Grammy Museum and moved from the Queens Museum in a show on Ramones, and which is going to be huge. And then Holly and I are going to be interviewing the curator of that show. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm working on Brianna Kidwell's new vinyl, with amazing packaging, by the way, we're doing with her uh, graphically. And um, and then uh, we're going to do a punk album with a group that travels with Marky Ramon in Italy. They're coming in September. For, they want us to do a punk album. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. so, you know, things are starting to roll a little bit on the graphic music design side, you know. And then, and mm-hmm. then um, I guess, uh, you know, what and then else? we're doing the film, and then we're doing film freeway, and I'm a judge for that. So, and Holly you're is part a of judge the, at our film festival. Yep. That's right. And, and Judith and I mm-hmm. are on the board for judges, and Holly's a judge of that every year. And uh, so we're looking forward to new film, and we're going to be interviewing filmmakers, so, and we have already. So there'll be a lot of that. So our show is really branching out into other pop culture venues. You know, film, music. That's awesome. Books. They're always doing books, right, Holly? So. 
That's funny. I asked you to talk about yourself. You were like, oh, me? And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm chewing. Sarah, Sarah knows what I'm eating. Sarah, what am I eating? Oh, oh God. Strawberry Mentos. <laughs> Wow, you know, Holly, Sarah, Holly's an incredible cook. I mean, Holly and I will get on the phone, Sarah, and Uh food is the whole thing. I mean, it's like Holly's telling me things to eat. I listen to her. I get hungry. You know, she probably gets hungry when I talk to her about food. (laughs) Oh, I do. And Holly's going to be doing a cookbook. You know, that's the next thing. I am. Cool. Yeah. And you can be part of it, Sarah. Mm -hmm. I would love to. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, uh, oh, cool. Oh, you would have loved it last night. I, um, you know, because heirloom tomatoes are in season right now. So heirlooms and figs and strawberries. Mmm. Oh. oh yeah. Not oh, really yummy things. I've been making salsa. But, um, I've been going to uh to get some heirloom tomatoes at the little organic grocery store turnip truck here, and they're so good. It's so oh, good. I love making salsa. You know. You know how they're really good? Oh, this is so bad. Now you've got me talking recipes. You know what's really good that I made? I did. Um, so bad. I did. This is Holly's recipe. Um, I did um, heirloom tomatoes, and then I cut up some uh, mozzarella and some mm. fresh basil and made some balsamic with um, olive oil and lemon, and then I actually put a little bit of uh, fresh-cut strawberries in there. And then I took some prosciutto and put it in there and tossed it all together and put that on um, a bed of arugula. It was really good. Oh, my God. Well, I'm coming over (laughs) right now, so. With some crushed beanies. With crustaceans on the side. Oh my yeah, God. no, I so I try to eat really healthy, Sarah, and fortunately enough, you know, it's like you know, sustainable farming is huge, and I know probably in Nashville, you know, a lot of people are doing the same thing, and uh, you know, there's nothing like getting something and going out and picking a tomato right off your vine and coming in and cutting it and eating it. There's just nothing oh, like it, so you know. You know, it's so, so funny we. I feel like there it would be really a lot easier if I wasn't on the road I could have a garden. We had we tried to have a garden last year, my boyfriend and mm-hmm. I. Um and it was really great. We had it for a while but then we both went on the road and it ended up kind of falling apart at the end of the summer. But yeah. So my boyfriend That's my boyfriend hard. is from Colorado. His name is Eric Loomis and he's a great sound engineer, but he's from Colorado and he moved here and he's like, You oh, can nice. just throw anything in the ground and it'll grow, right? It being the south and it rains a lot. I'm like, Yes, but you still have to take care of it. So we, we overbought, we went to Home Depot and, and like, uh, he comes home with all these like tomato plants and stuff. And we had, uh-huh. we ended up having like six or eight tomato plants that were taller than us. And it was so great. It was great. Oh, they're getting huge. Year, <laughs> yeah. Right. And this year I live in a different house huge. of having to move. Yeah. Well, they're huge, but it's so great. We moved across the street cause, uh, because of some East Nashville development, which is absolutely a huge thing right now. Our city's growing so much. We moved across the street. Wow. We're in this new house, and I and I went out to the backyard a couple of weeks ago, and there was a tomato plant like growing. I didn't plant it at all. Oh, how so cool is that? Yeah, so I've got <laughs> some tomatoes out there that are ripening. But you know, so to Eric's credit, you know, he's right. Sometimes things just grow because there's so much rain. No, here, they so. do. They yeah, do. And yeah. you know what? You know what else is really easy to grow? Potatoes, believe it or not. 
Potatoes are so easy. You know, if you take the potatoes and you know those little white things, like they call them eyes or whatever, Mm -hmm. you cut that part and you put that part down on the ground in in the dirt and then you cover it and then you have a potato plant grow. Yeah, awesome. that's how Man, plant, all the things that I didn't plant. know I was going to learn today. Well, yeah, see, you know, <laughs> I could tell you how to do some other stuff, too, but I don't think anybody wants to hear about it. But anyway, no, it's there's lots of really great herbs and just really amazing stuff. But, you know, let's get back to your music because I'm getting hungry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, uh, wanted, yeah, want to something. Uh, get it all Sarah, the time. Are you going to go on a tour at all, by the way? Are you Yeah. Touring? Yes. Yeah, I am. Right now I'm I'm touring regionally through the end of the year because we're so deep in mm-hmm. um, recording and stuff. So all those tour dates are on my website at sarahclanton.com. And I'll be in uh, Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina over the next couple months. And then I'll really be hitting the road hard as soon as this record is done. So I'll be all over the place um, all of yeah. next year. Great. Now, does he travel really with you? Does your boyfriend does your boyfriend travel with you? Does he do your uh, production Sometimes. part of it? He Great. does. Um, the the EP that I sent you, he actually played mm-hmm. and helped me produce it, and he engineered it. He he's uh, he tours with other bands. He runs front of house for um, various bands, and uh, some out of Colorado. He you know or he'll get hired like he was at the Ryman this week and. So he is. Uh, he does that, but yes, yeah, so we we both kind of do our own thing, and sometimes we get to do music together. So it's really great. That's great. That's oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's that's really that's, nice. that's really important um, because you know it's like you know when you're doing your own thing and somebody doesn't understand what you're doing, then it's hard to kind of relate, but they can appreciate it, but they don't really understand what really goes into it. Do you do all your business. own? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Do you do all your own songwriting? I do a lot of songwriting on my own, and I have been exploring the world of co-writing a lot more. And, and right now I'm mm-hmm. writing with, I'm probably writing with other people three times a week or so right now. And it's been so cool to learn. There's definitely a method to the madness here with co-writing. Mm-hmm. It's very big. Someone told me there are 55,000 songwriters in Nashville. And actually, wow. the air <laughs> actually, the air conditioning guy just came over to fix our air conditioning because it, it broke this morning, but it's all fixed. Thank goodness. It's still hot here. But he walked in and he was like, oh, so what do you guys do? Wait, let me guess. Music? He said every house he goes into, he said <laughs> like nine out of ten times it's oh, that's working funny. for a musician. So, yeah, everybody here is a writer, especially where I live in East Nashville. Like everybody I've been writing with lately lives in this part of town. There's just a great vibe here. But um, I do, I learn so much from writing with other people because you just never know what, you know, perspective someone will give you. It, it provides me a little bit more focus, so I feel like I get more done. I mean, but it's also like dating. There are definitely people that you meet that you're like, you know what, I don't, I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. No, 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 you have to be careful, way. yeah. Yeah, and so it could go either way, but it's it's really fun getting to meet so many other people who are doing so many cool things. And um, but yeah, so like Tequila was a co-write. My song Hot to Touch I wrote on my own. It's actually a song about quitting smoking cigarettes. <laughs> so oh, really? It's sort are of you kidding? Yeah, you just that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but and but it's not. It's kind of twisted the subject a little bit, so it could. Um, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit broader there. But, yeah, so I do love to write with other people, and it, it helps me 
when I come back to writing on my own. It helps me. Let, uh, let me ask you a question. What about your new album? Can we talk about your new album at all? Is there any worthy talk about that? Well, there's really it's it's such in a baby stage right now. It's um, okay. it we're just kind of I'm really spending the rest of the year writing as much as I can to see what what will happen. I when I moved here. I felt like I was kind of in a rut when I first got here, and the ball's definitely rolling again. But I think there's a lot of adjusting just to new life, new city, new town, everything. And I'm getting really on a roll now. Good. Uh, but, and I'm feeling like the creativity has returned. And actually what really helped jumpstart that, and this is actually another thing you can find on my website if anybody's interested in learning more about it, I, I saw uh, someone who goes by the name Danielle Ate the Sandwich. She's on mm-hmm. a website called Patreon, and Patreon's a very cool um, crowdfunding website that uh, asks fans to be a part of a subscription community. And so instead of like Kickstarter where you, um, you support one project, you're supporting an artist continuously, um, like maybe a dollar a month or more. Anyway, so there's this woman, Danielle Ate the Sandwich, and I saw her post about I'm a patron of hers. And I saw her post about this project. She did this 24-hour album. And she said it was really oh, an wow. exercise in creativity. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, that That's sounds amazing. amazing. That's so amazing. I said, I want to do that. So I did it in January and February, and I just gave myself an entire 24 hours at home by myself. And I do not, like, I don't engineer. I don't record. I, but I use GarageBand and a simple USB microphone and... Um, I, I just, I slept maybe like four hours each time, but I just wrote and recorded anything I could think of. I didn't have time to go back and critique myself. The first time I got like eight songs, the second time I got six songs and it was just such an exhilarating progress, excuse me, process for me. And I have actually, I just put all the unedited, like whatever it is, it, it is, you know, and I put that up on my SoundCloud and you can get to all that on my website. And it was just really, really great, and I feel like urging myself, making myself to do that project really kind of got me out of my writer's block rut. And I recommend it to anybody who does anything creative, like painters or, you know, anything, you know, anything that you do that involves, like, producing creative works of art, you know, it's really good sometimes to just create, and who cares? Don't judge yourself on whether it's good yeah. or not. It is what it is, and, and it's just good to create. The thing about it is what I what I think is like you're down there in Nashville, and if you're doing mm-hmm. an album, you have all these great musicians you could play with, right? I mean, that's another thing. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. that's what I was going to ask her. New York. She it's go out? Yeah. For some reason it's different in New York, but in Nashville, I could see it's e- it's it almost is. easier to find. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You click networking all around. I know this, so it must be really great to know that you can get musicians right to play with you if you ever need, right? That's uh, oh yeah, it's incredible right now i'm very i'm just feeling so grateful these days so um my manager jimmy met he uh knows so many great people in town and and he Uh, has introduced me to a lot of great players and so right now with album uh really what i'm trying to do right now is just experiment with different instrumentation and see kind of what serves the song because it's really about you know what what's the best thing for the song how does how does the song need to be produced to be best represented and so I've been playing with uh, just incredible people right now, uh, including Landon Fishburne on electric guitar, Seth Taylor on uh, acoustic, 
and we've been rotating those guys. And, and then on upright base, Mark Fain, he used to play with Ricky Skaggs, and wow. right now Janae Fleener, who is an incredible fiddle, and fiddle player and vocalist. Holy crap, she just blows my mind all the time. She plays with Blake Shelton and Steven Tyler, and I've had the yeah. utmost privilege really to get to play with them and experiment with yeah. these new songs that I have and to hear what they bring to the table. And that is what's so cool. You just you there's just miraculously talented people here right. that you just right. don't know what kind of life they're going to bring to the song, but it's always something beautiful. So I'm right. really really excited about these um these new songs and I'm actually going into the studio with Mark and Janae next week. And I believe and I believe oh, nice. Taylor will also be there. I'm going into the studio with them next week to get some more songs cut uh, mm-hmm. for submissions to to other things. But yeah, so we're we're on our way. It's slowly but surely sort of presenting itself as to what it's going to be. You know, it's making itself apparent. So yeah. Well, I'm you know what's really great is you've got management, and that's a big thing. You know, a lot of musicians don't even have management. You have management. It really helps your whole career. If you have good oh man, it's. You know, I've gone through every musician or most musicians who um, have been, you know, at it for a long time could probably tell you some horror story about management. And I've gone through several people, and I finally feel like I have a a, a great fit, you know. And you just, as as artists, we grow and we learn, and you just keep, you know, going at it. And I, I feel like, you know, some people have asked me, so how do you how do you get a manager? How do you get a booking agent? And I said, you know, just show up to the work every day. Just show up to your craft every day and and get out there and be amongst creatives and things will happen. You know, there's no there's no yeah. formula. There's no linear linear sort of way that anything really happens and you have to be kind of ready for opportunity when it knocks and sometimes you are and sometimes it's not and so I'm just kind of trying to take one day at a time right now and really soak it up. And I, I'm very fortunate Good. to be surrounded by a great team right now. And yeah, I'm excited yeah, that's to great. see where it will go. Right. Yeah. That's exactly amazing. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you do, do you do, um, do you ever go out and do any of the open mic nights? Do you have those in Nashville, open mic nights? Oh, yeah. We have, so the, the big thing here are writer rounds. So right around. So, and so what will happen is you'll go somewhere and there'll be four people on stage and it's always fun mm-hmm. to walk in with a cello because people are like, what's that? <laughs> and, wow. Um, and so, but you know, you'll have say three or four artists up on stage and mm-hmm. each person will go around and play one song at a time and it'll, it'll go around for a few times. And what's so cool is you could show up to any round and, Sometimes, you know, these. a lot of times you are hearing songs that you've heard on the radio, but, you know, this guy on acoustic guitar is playing, and you're like, oh, that's the guy who wrote that song you heard on the radio. <laughs> so there's those kind of rounds. But, yes, there are open mics here, and there's one almost every night somewhere. And it's just really, really great. So there's opportunity to get out there and and play. There's just so much happening all the time. It's almost overwhelming. You know, I could go out and see you know five shows or you know more a night it's probably all you could probably hop to and fit around but there's music happening at every corner probably in most of the houses around me right now you know <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool that's yeah. awesome yeah that they have that there you know because i know out here in california a lot of it is open mic nights and a lot of and i don't know in new york i think it's the same thing right Spence? yeah, yeah open they, mic have, nights. they have here too holly they have it here too mm-hmm. you know? 
Yeah, no, but I mean, it's it's great that you've got right around there because um, we know a lot of people play the Bluebird Cafe and, um, you know, that's such a cool little place. I think um, our friends have a gallery in there now, right? Didn't um, the um, gallery open up in uh, in Nashville there at the Bluebird? Don't they have you know a, what? I don't a, a know. Morrison? I think I'm the Morrison is a the small Bluebird. little area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morrison has something down there, Holly, right? Yeah, huh. it's down there in the Bluebird Cafe, yeah, which uh, yeah. is kind of cool because it ties in the rock and roll photography and rock and roll right. type right. stuff or, or musical stuff. You know, um, I wanted to ask you, um, what are you currently listening to besides your own music? Oh, man. All right. This is great. Great question. So I've been into – I have I made a playlist on my Spotify and mm-hmm. uh I like I get really really into like a few songs and I will just like listen to them over and over and over again and I I have you know mm-hmm. my standard favorites I will always listen to but what I'm listening to right now is I'm listening to Fantagram I'm listening to mm-hmm. Little Dragon and I'm listening to this band I just heard about called Rye, R, I believe I'm saying it correctly, uh-huh. I don't know if I am, but it's R-H-Y-E, and mm-hmm. I, those three bands right now are like on constant rotation for oh, me, I just really? can't stop listening okay. to it, yeah, it's more like, I, I guess I would classify it maybe as electronic pop, I don't know, I'm just like mm-hmm. so into it, but I'm really, really into anything Americana, folky, or whatnot, but like right now, for whatever reason, I'm just like really loving like these bass synth lines <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. like no, that's good. Vocals, but that's great. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm listening to right now. On the fact that, and, and how often are you teaching that you're in between that you can do your own stuff? How often do you have classes? Where do you I um, teach, Skype and uh, stuff? Two or three days a week. Um, mostly wow. I teach t- about two days a week, but, um, with with doing things on Skype, that's a little bit more flexible, you know, because I don't have to like go to a mm-hmm. studio or um, host. No, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yep. A lot of people that are doing that, I know um, a couple drummers that are teaching drum lessons actually over Skype. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my it's voice so is great. like kind of up and down. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really really cool. But you know, um, I want to say to you that your music is really good and I'm really looking forward to hearing the new stuff coming out. And I look forward to meeting you because I know that you're going to be coming out here to play soon because you've got the sound out here is very much, it's very, it's it's straight across the board, everything. But I, you know, it's just, I think that you would be a great fit throughout this way. Yeah. Especially now harvest time. Yeah, no, we've got, we've got the harvest festival coming up soon and, um, I know that there's quite a few people that are going to be playing that. I think the Steve Miller band is actually going to be playing out here, really? too, wow. which is interesting. Yeah, last year Ringo Starr played out here, so yeah, we're 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 excited. Harvest time is always really an interesting time out here. But um, I wanted to thank you so much for being here today, and uh, we're going to be ending our show with Hot to Touch. And you told us what that's about. And uh, (laughs) I want to make sure everyone knows to tune in. Um, This Friday, we'll have Vera Ramon on, uh, Vera Ramon King, I should say. Spencer and I both will again at 2 o'clock, and we'll be talking about her newest book. 
And um, after that, I'm getting into a couple really interesting shows um, that I think people will really like, which is not musically, um, you know, based, but it's more about spirituality and some other things that are really kind of cool, which I think, you know, because we kind of do a little bit of everything, Spence and I. We we do, like you heard us talking about earlier. It's kind (laughs) of like we do a little bit of everything, yeah, but... um, I want to thank you so much for being here today. And, Spence, did you have anything that you wanted to add no, to that? No, I'm glad. Fine. I think what happened here, talk about the cosmos, Holly. I think it's a great time mm-hmm. to have Sarah on. I've always been thinking about having her on radio, but for some reason in my mind, this is not the right time. Now is the right time. She's on the rise. Yeah, right, now. Trying to do things and move, and you've got a, a great hookup. I'm so glad with management and other things. And so mm-hmm. uh, wish you the best. And if you're in New York, don't forget to call me when you're playing. That's right. And thank you both so, so much. It's just really such a pleasure to be on the show with you guys today, and I really appreciate it. Good. Oh, no. It's been fun. And um, I <laughs> wanted to say to everyone, you if you missed it blast. again, you're funny. <laughs> you're funnier. <laughs> I wanted to say if you did miss this again, it'll be on iTunes and make sure to tune in Friday as we have your Ramon King with Spencer and myself. Today you've been listening to Sarah Clayton and you can check her out online and on Facebook and she's got all her social media links up there. So I am going to end the show with Hot to Touch. Everyone have a great um what is it tomorrow? We're having the eclipse tomorrow. Have a great eclipse. eclipse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's going to be a very ominous day. And with that, here we go. It's so hot to touch. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Have a Baby, you're hot to touch.